Hey everybody, this is uh, Still KTH 90.1 FM Honolulu, 91.1 FM North Shore, and online at KTH.org. And um, you're tuned in to uh, Totally Wired. And uh, I'm with a special guest. I don't know how special, but... Uh, so you're old, eh? I'm old anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they, my name, let's see, I think my mic's off. Or down quite a bit. Mic is on. Oh, it is, okay. I'm just hearing echo. Um, yeah, I went, I kind of was, went by the name Rick Lennox when I was here, but I've since gone on to Richard Lennox. But anyway, I'm one of the people that was here around the time the KQH was started. Um, I came in in 1969, and around October, um, and uh, I stayed there uh, probably for oh, to, to mid-70s I was there, because I worked on campus as faculty, so I was sort of part of it also after um, you know, I got out of school and everything. So, um, But I've been associated with KQH. It's been a big part of who I am today, I think, and um, so I was kind of looking forward to coming to the celebration after 50 years and uh, seeing a bunch of old people. <laughs> seeing a bunch of old people. <laughs> and trying to remember what it was like. Um, but it was uh, it was a very important time for me. It was sort of a, um, well, it was a family sort of organ, uh, group, you know, the people that, like myself, um, were 18 years old, was coming into school, and we hung out here just uh, in between classes, and probably you do the same thing today. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like a sotor uh, sorority or fraternity or so forth. Um, and um, so it was really kind of a, a hana for, for us. And um, when, I was, when I was there, um, I have a little bit different viewpoint point on things than a lot of the... Um, people that were around at the time, or maybe probably even people today that are KTH, mm -hmm. there's a lot of different people that have to be involved in keeping a radio station on the air, as you know. I was one of the more geek types that, um, although I first went on the air playing classical music, so I did that for a while, I was really more interested in the technology. And so at the time, we were doing an awful lot of remote broadcasts from different places. Um, and I got involved in that rather than having a, a scheduled DJ and a, mm -hmm. a shift, per se. Um, although my the person who became my first wife did a DJ shift, so she was doing that. That's how we met. Um, but it was a it was um, so I have a little different viewpoint. In different uh, at the time, campus was quite a bit different than it is today. In 1969, there were a lot of war protesters. In fact, the, um, the Vietnam War, I guess i got to qualify with right. the war, right? <laughs> there was a lot of war protesters, and, um, and uh, in fact, the day that I, uh, the day that I, um, I saw an ad in Kaleo saying they needed people to come up, that made me come up here, on the front of the Kaleo was an article on something called the Vietnam Moratorium, which was uh, a nationwide moratorium where all the college students took the day off from class to be able to um, protest the war. So it was very much part of it. We had people come and talk on campus and outside agitators would come and, you know, kind of give their first version of the world. Um, and because of that, we were very tied into the community and the, the, um, mm -hmm. 
into what was going on on campus. So when a, someone would come and talk on a particular topic, we would go out and send someone to, to cover it. And I specialized in doing those kinds of things. And um, it was very difficult in those days because we didn't, it wasn't just a matter of pulling up in my microwave truck like they do for television. <laughs> we didn't have anything like that. All we had is a little tiny mixer and a, and a telephone line that went back to the studio and we would broadcast from there. But yet we, we still managed to broadcast from two or three of uh, the rock festivals they had in uh, Diamond Head mm -hmm. and uh, Arts and Crafts Festival in Thomas Square. Um, a presidential um, visit by Gerald Ford when he came to the Kennedy Theater, um, and as well as a host of concerts from, from Andrews Amphitheater, where we'd have a lot of local, uh, Hawaiian local um, uh, talent come in mm. and do those. You may have heard some of those. So it was quite a different atmosphere than what you have today. Is this the, um, is this the same air room? Is this the well, same <laughs> building? No, we were, uh, at the time, um, KTUH was located in Hawaii Hall on campus. That's the one that's right there by Varney Circle, overlooking okay. the fountain. Mm -hmm. We were up in the second floor of it in a tiny corner. And um, we had a little tiny tower that was on top of Hawaii Hall. And one of the things we did when I was here is we moved it to the top of what is now called Saunders Hall. There was a huge antenna there. Right. You guys moved it from there to, I guess, Tantalus, right? Mm hmm Yeah. So, um, but we were in Hawaii Hall, and the studio was uh, quite a bit different. Um, we had three turntables and um, stuff called <laughs> recording tape. You've seen the reel-to-reel -reel recording tape? Yes. Tape? <laughs> okay. Well, we have, that's what we use, basically. Um, and we also had what are called cart machines, which I don't think you have such a thing because you play everything off computer now, right? Uh, mostly CDs and records. But and PSAs and recorded announcements, you have, yes. uh, spot, you have a spot. Well, those spots that we would record on what essentially were eight-track tape recorders that could queue themselves oh, wow. up to a certain spot. So you could, they'd automatically queue up to the same spot so you can say, you know, now we'll listen to a word from such and such and hit the button and then it would play and then you would turn stuff off. So we made the we had that kind of technology for for automation if it was yeah first board audio board that we have you have a nice audio board here so all the nice slider uh, uh, pots the volume controls like you see in a, a, um, in a recording studio yes. that's what yours looks like today yes. well we had knobs on it and the first one we had was a was a was a um, was a tube actually made by leftover from I think KUOH, which was the first radio station that KTU preceding KTUH. There was another station called KUOH that went off the air sometime in the late 50s. Um, and so this board um, was a really old board. So we replaced that with one that actually um, one of the people back there, Chris Harrison, our chief engineer, and Fred Barbaria um, designed. And that led us to go to stereo because the first board was not stereo. So that was different. Um, but then we got basically the same kinds of things. Then what you, you, know, you got the same kind of functions you have to do, so you have kind of the same technology. What kind of um, radio show did you host? Well, as I say, I. Um, I started doing, uh, they trained us all on how to use the board and how to use the cue records up. You don't have to do, well, I guess you forgot turntables, so you have to do that. 
Um, and I did classical music. Uh, that's what I, I did a three hour shift from three until six. We didn't have DJ names so much at that time. Uh, and I used to do a morning shift from six o'clock until 10 where I would play, play something called folk music, which you may have heard of. <laughs> Joni Mitchell and uh, all of those kinds of... Fairport I, Convention, <laughs> Richard that's Thompson. Really, that's really, that's a lot newer, of course, but you know, Joni Mitchell and all those people that were mm -hmm. there at that time. So, but my primary focus after I got at the station and learned how to operate a little bit um, was to actually end up doing the remote broadcast and helping to do that. And eventually I did was doing production. I did the job as production manager, which kind of oversaw the, the local produced programs, any of the shows that we did. And eventually I was program director, which helped decide what, what was put on the air mm -hmm. at the time. I was there for a long time, so when you're around that long, you eventually end up in every job. So. How long Don't worry, it's were coming you? your way. Eventually. Oh man, <laughs> I've been here since 2016. It'll go fast. Yeah, it has gone fast. It'll go fast. Did you go on to um, a career in radio broadcast? Yeah, um, that's the thing about KTUH and why you know I think today is what College Radio Day or tomorrow. Today is, is College Radio Day, right, and you're celebrating it today, but. That's the thing about KTUH is so great, is that it gave a start to a lot of people. And I would never have gotten interested necessarily in doing it if I hadn't seen the ad in Kaleo saying that they were looking for people. And it, it, um, it, it provided a good, it, it, you had to get an FCC license to broadcast. Mm -hmm. So we all got our third class radio licenses. And with that, we could work in the commercial broadcasting also. So I worked part-time when I was in college also at a couple of the local radio stations just as a board operator playing pre-recorded music and stuff. But it gave me a job, and it paid fairly well, and there wasn't really... And I, when I walked in there for an interview, there really wasn't much of an interview. He assumed since I had worked at KTOH and I had a license and um, that I knew what I was doing. So he just kind of says, okay, you start tomorrow. So it's, it was very good. I also worked at KHET, which was a uh, PBS station oh, right at the time. I worked yeah. there as a technician. Mm -hmm. and, and then eventually my career has been working with computers and technical support. And eventually I ended up working for a company that makes broadcast equipment. See, at the time when I went to school, Computers were so slow, they weren't, there wasn't anything with video really happening with computers. Now, of course, when you in here, you have all this audio and all this video that are actually stored on servers and can play it back. And so the last, last 10 years before I retired, I worked for a company that made equipment that could, um, could do that, that could play back video for broadcasting services. So we had them, like all your movies at Showtime and TNT and TBS and TCM and Viacom, that all these networks that had video servers for their programming to play all the commercials and to play all the movies and all that kind of stuff. I worked for a company that made those, and I, I went out in the field and helped fix them when they were broken, or I worked on the telephone to answer questions for people. So yeah, it, it, it made my whole life, and it started all here at KTUH. So um, today's College Radio Day. Yes. Uh, what do you think is special about College Radio? Well, that, I think, that, that it, um, well, it's still here after 50 mm -hmm. years. KQH yes. is still here. And it's a good way for people to come up and have fun 
because I mean that's what I wanted when I was 18. I wasn't I wasn't interested in building the better public radio station. I was that was not my main goal. I want to have fun. Mm -hmm. So uh, you can come up and you can learn about what radio and what it is, and it can be um, unlike a commercial station or a, um, you cannot. Well, you have to follow a format. Somebody else decides what your show is going to be about. Here you can come up and pretty much decide what you want to have on, do at your show, if you want to play music, if you want to do a special broadcast, if you want to do other things. And right. you can kind of learn what you like doing, and, and you've got an audience, just like a real radio station. Mm -hmm. And... Um, this is a real radio it's a real, station. It has all the same issues as a real radio station and all the same That's things. Right. Um, so it's... I think college radio is a good place to get started because everybody can can play without well they can just have fun they don't have to necessarily go on and become a broadcaster but it's um I think it's just great that it's still here and that we you know that they have something like a college radio day to to really um, celebrate it are you um, are you excited for the 50th anniversary event tomorrow? I'm excited I made it to the 50th anniversary. Oh, yes. you got to worry about that, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, um, I, this is the first one I've been to, actually. So I'm anxious to meet. Hopefully there'll be a few people from my day here. Um, it's hard. You know, Hawaii, I think some people came from the mainland, and so when they went to school and they left and went back. And then back. they're so, not here. Yeah, I, had, I came from, I live in California now, so I came over oh. specifically for this. Yeah. Wow. So, I, um, so it, I'm excited to go and meet people. I, You know, I meet new people and to meet the people that I work with. Some of them are here and trade stories, talk stories. Like Fred is. Like Fred. Yeah. Fred and I go way back. So um, it's... It's really good that way. It's good to see what you guys have done with the station too, um, and it's still that it's still here. How do you like to stay involved in college radio as an alumni? I haven't actually stayed involved that much. Um, I did some video production that was at a cable TV station that was associated with De Anza College in, in, um, in um, the South Bay of San Francisco, but. I haven't really been involved in college radio per se once I got out of got out of school, mm -hmm. but um, you got to understand. For I wasn't in Hawaii, so I didn't stay listening to KTOH like I was when I was working here. Um, so and at, at that time, of course, they didn't have the internet and all the rest of the ways you right. can watch today. So that's that's what's really great about it. You're lucky you got a much wider audience. Yeah, we get messages from people all over the world. That's, that's, yeah. That is truly amazing. And when you mess up, you, don't, you, you mess up to for a lot more people than you used yes. to. Yes. Because so, when I was here, KTUH had 10 watts of power. Normally when you have a radio station, you have a, a, an exciter, a transmitter that produces the signal, and then they amplify it. Well, mm -hmm. KTUH had a 10-watt exciter that made the signal, but they didn't have any amplifier afterwards. So that, it went up to the antenna just like that, and the antenna provided some application uh, amplification. So they really had maybe 60 watts effectively, but mm -hmm. that wasn't enough to get any but anywhere but Maine, Honolulu. And the Board of Regents at the time was not anxious to give more power to KTUH. That's always been their life, KTUH's lifelong struggle. But um, So we kind of got around that by putting up uh, translator stations. I think you still have one up in the, the mountains on the North Shore, right? Yes. Up in, so we put one up on 
by Diamond Head that would aim down towards Cocoa Head. And we also put one up where you have one now. So we kind of got around the, the fact that we had low power by providing more transmitters that could relay the signal from the main station. So we had a little bit of our audience. We had a dedicated audience. Mm -hmm. So, and that's what you want. You run out of questions yet? <laughs> um, do you uh, have um, any special words for the K2H DJs currently? Well, one of the, just keep doing what you're doing. I mean, that's one of the things that um, they asked and they put together a little um, brochure called the K2H yearbook, I guess, that they're going to uh, have available for people that uh, at the real celebration and the reception they're going to have tomorrow for KTUH. Um, and they put um, in that, I was trying to think of what I was going to say here, but in the, uh, in the yearbook they, they have pictures of people and all the rest, but in that they asked me to submit an article and one of the points I think I made and they asked me what was, what do I think KTUH's future is? And I think what do you think KTUH's future? Good question. <laughs> no, when I was when I was what I came the point I was trying to make was that KTUH is KTUH. It's whatever the students that are running the station want it to be right now. College radio is less managed than commercial radio and so forth. And so it's the only opportunity you can get out and do what you want to and be on the air. And or internet nowadays they have podcasting. You can do it other ways, but in the in my day, that was the only way you really had a, a way to go out and do those things. And so, what after 50 years and in the future, I really think what what's important about KTUH is that they they were um, it, that it has stayed what the students want it to be. You're doing the format that you want to that appeals to you and your audience today. We had a slightly different musical format and so forth and different types of activities. As I say, we did more remote broadcasts. But what, what I hope for KTUH is it always stays what the students want and the students can help decide what's important to them and what's important to them in their education. And that should be about the end of our time, I think. All right. Uh, thank you for coming in. Thank you. It was very nice was meeting you. Thank you for Rick so much Lennox? time. Is that, is that the uh, DJ yeah, name? That's that okay. <laughs> I didn't, didn't use much of a name at the time, but I was behind the dials and the, the knobs and the dials mostly. So, mm -hmm. But um, it was still uh, home for four years, and it's still part of my uh, upbringing. So thank you for the opportunity to be here. Great. Thank you for coming.